Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brent Lamont. I'm Mark Revolt. I'm Patrick Dodd. And joining us, Justin Chrysostomo. Hello. Okay, so you joined mid-conversation. If you didn't listen to the last podcast, start there. And we join us in progress. You know, has a prime interest in the success of this specific backlog item. Mark and I have the conversation. We're still, we still owe it to ourselves and the team to document what what came of it so that we're, there are no surprises. There are no surprises for the product owner. There's no pro, uh, surprises for the stakeholders, the customer, everybody knows. That doesn't mean you do it in a vacuum and it's like, yeah, so, you know, Justin told me to go, uh, go do this at two in the morning. Why might be a completely different issue. Halfway through that soliloquy, Patrick, you had that that telltale uh, look on your face. You needed a head. And now I wish I could remember what that was about. <laughs> I think it was something about the stakeholder influence on this on the story. Oh, yes, that's, that's right. Yes, thank you. So, yeah, stake, ultimately, I'm if in the your head, Patrick. Is doing a good job, those stakeholders aren't coming to the team. And so, true, true, true. true. But yeah. it's one of those where, Right in that stakeholders are still going to be talking to the product owner. The product owner is still representing mm -hmm. the stakeholders. Absolutely. Right. We all know teams where there are some stakeholders who have way more sway than just, you know, the product owner does. The stakeholder does skip around the process or the stakeholder does, you know, lean heavily into the impact that I have with the team. They don't just show up for a sprint review and go, looks good. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's the wow, that isn't what I was thinking of at all. Yeah, they may show up and stand up and say you're doing it wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But yeah, uh, the, um, <laughs> so, so I think <laughs> so I think that um yeah, like if I ultimately I think in that particular case, that's more of a coaching session for the product owner um Completely. to try to get ahead of the stakeholders. Um, but I think that you know, even in a situation kind of going back to what we were talking about, about different levels of shared understanding, even getting into a situation where you have people like in a team I work in um, having largely independent work and it's a Kanban team and largely, you know, one person works on one thing for the most part. Um, we still would owe it to each other. Like, for example, uh, the scope of one story I'm working on shifted and Sonny, who is the product owner, is also a friend of the pod. You can find him on other episodes. Um, uh, I basically said, you know, we had a conversation and and we owe it to the team to say we had a conversation about this and the scope shifted. Yeah, Patrick, I'm going to say, I, I think we need to actually start having a section in every podcast where it's, and this podcast is brought to you by Patrick, who's going to mention that we're talking about other podcasts. <laughs> And I want to I want to make a connection here between several different things because I think it's important. I just got two kittens. Sonny just had a new kid, and I would say that pets, kids, and stakeholders—you better be one step ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so how let's go back to one thing. Not only how much, but what type of information is needed on a backlog item, because it's enough. Right. Okay. So if we've decided that enough is to, to at least someone on the team has enough common understanding with the product owner to do the work, what type of information does that need to be? Okay. I'll follow that up with where is it in the backlog? Fair enough. Uh, we'll say for argument's sake in this example, it is 
high enough in the backlog to where it could go into the current sprint or it will go into the next sprint. Well, so that so, means it's past the definition of ready. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. We, had, we hadn't actually talked about. Mm. So let's go, Mark. It's good. <laughs> wow. So definition of ready, definition of ready, I always uh, say to people, is not an absolute, it's not a gate. It's a set of standard things you apply to all stories. It is going to be up to the team as to what their definition is going to be. It can't be too complicated and binding. And like I said, it isn't an absolute, which is, let's suppose that you say we don't want to have dependencies and yet you do have a dependency and yet you work with a team where generally they come through and they've already committed to getting it to you early enough in the sprint that you can finish the story as a team you say great then we'll take it in even though we know there's a dependency we don't yet have the ability to finish it you've been assured that it's going to be okay like i said it shouldn't be too complicated and it should be fairly universal and the point of a definition of ready for me is to avoid these kinds of uh, uncertainties later on in which the shared understanding, you know, it's been pointed, those basic things, right? And that you, the nice thing about a definition of ready, and we've seen this already, is you apply it to stakeholders and others. Uh, I had a team recently that found a whole bunch of stuff in their sprint being pushed down from another team. They didn't even have to mm. say in it. It was suddenly yeah, yeah. in their sprint. Yep. And the product or the, the dev manager was saying to me, I don't even know what these things are. And I said, then they violated your definition of ready. And I will go with you to go back and find out how to have that never happen again. Um, and part of it is to educate the person who did it as to what definition of ready is and the concept of the sprint boundary. Especially when it's a stakeholder for another team comes in and tries to insert it because it's like, well, it's important to me. Okay, first off, stakeholder, did you have a conversation with the product owner? Right? And, and two, the answer is why no. Why is the other team doing it? <laughs> well, that that's another thing. It, it could be that it's it's completely valid that that team should be working on it. But let's start with the, have you, have you met the product owner? <laughs> so Justin, it looked like you wanted to drop in with something. I'm just wanting to make sure that you got your point in. No, no, no. This, this is I, I'm I'm tracking to all of this. It's good. I, I just uh, I think there's there's one thing around shared understanding versus outcome um, that I wanted to ask this group the hypothetical of well we all had a shared understanding and throughout the sprint when it was delivered the outcome was different than our shared understanding but it solved the problem that was stated right we all thought we were going to solve this with a brand new API. It ended up we just needed to adjust a couple endpoints to our existing APIs, right? Mm -hmm. um, it solves the problem, but it's different than our shared understanding. And you're demoing it now. Uh, I really hope that's a kind of dysfunctional, in my opinion. Like, you shouldn't be demoing <laughs> to your team the thing. But um, but let's just say, like, the, the hypothetical again, right? Like, you've solved the problem that was stated but it's the outcome of that solution is much different than was the shared understanding. That's implementation versus story itself, right? The, the problem statement should be in the story. Implementation yeah. could change. And I'm really glad you asked that actually, because that's something that, that popped into my head and my over-caffeinated brain's like, yeah, talk about it now, um, which is that the, um, the, the shared understanding of the solution 
um, would happen probably either within the sprint or much later in the sprint, where like the shared understanding what we're talking about with backlog refinement, we need to know what the problem space is, not necessarily exactly the calls that this API needs to make and in what format, but why does this API need to exist in the first place? And I, I have to quote Molly here. I've quoted her before in the podcast, but I want to quote her again. When she said one day, I love the sound of us not doing something. <laughs> but I think, I think this piece is critical is that it, it has to be enough. And if this, the path that that story takes you on is not the one you expected, but the product owner is happy that you did it, that the stakeholders get value, that the customer gets value, who cares, right? Well, it, it might be that you change everything about that story because you thought it was, you know, you thought it was a five, it ended up being a three, but you solved the problem that was part of the why you were doing this and everybody's cool. That's why it's the, the path to me, it all boils down to that common understanding is between the person who's working on it and the person who's needing it done. If everything's groovy there, it doesn't matter how. Well, I'm I think there's a, go. Oh, oh, thank you. I, I think there's a, there's a thing though, I, I heard someone say once, which is it depends. And when, <laughs> how it applies we, to, yeah. We don't listen depends. to that. Wow. <laughs> Throwing it depends at me. That's awesome. Well, because I, I think it does. And I, I think where it, where, yeah. oh, throwing depends at you. No, I, I would never do that. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Wow. Oh, age discrimination. Uh, where it enters into this conversation <laughs> is that I, I agree with you, Brent, to a point. And I think it depends on where in the cone of uncertainty, where in the team's process yep. that is all happening, right? Um, I, I do think that there's something to be said for there's a shared understanding and then there's information draftiness, right? Where I don't want that information. I, can, I just can't escape it because I'm part of this team and you guys won't stop talking about it, right? Um, so there is that, there's a balance there. And I think the from a team commitment and let's talk Scrum, from a team commitment or team forecast at the beginning of a sprint, the team needs to be able to say, I've got enough that I, I feel comfortable that that forecast isn't saying, you know, it's it's Arizona in the summer and we're going to have snow. Like, oh, I don't agree. And so I'm not I'm not going to join in with you, right? I'm going to write a dissenting paper somewhere. Now now I'm mixing my metaphors. Oh my God. Uh, Supreme Court <laughs> forecasts uh, the weather. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, yeah. But yeah, I think there's, there's uh, like I was getting to, I, I guess really there is, um, there's a balance depending on where you're at. So if I'm in sprint planning with my team, um, I don't think it's information draft to tell me how you want to solve this thing because I might be working on something close re closely related. And if I'm relying on you building a new API for my, for my work and you end up only adding a few endpoints to existing APIs, now my work yeah. loses value. Right. Sure. Um, but if we're talking about refinement, so let's take a, you know, back in time, right. If we're talking about refinement and, and you're start, starting to talk about how you would create a new API and it would live on this service and we would, you know, we would monitor it with these things and who's got, a, who's got the swagger page and where do we want to put our swagger page? I'd be like, ah, I don't care. Why are we talking about this here? Right. That's drafty. That's information draft. And, and I, I don't want it. So as you, I think as you progress, but again, it's what's the team's level of appetite for that much shared understanding. Right. 
And there's, there's a difference too between shared understanding of the problem and constraint of, of innovation. And I think that if, and it's funny, Mark and I have actually had a couple conversations with another product owner that works with us, the same person, Sonny, um, about, uh, sorry, Sonny, if you're listening, I'm going to call you out here. Um, <laughs> a couple times, he proposed the entire solution within tickets that we were doing. And so we had to say, okay, okay wait a second. You know, yeah. and so now it's kind of a running joke with us, but you know, the, why, uh, Sharep- why SharePoint? Why not this? Why not that? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're like, whoa, tell us what you're trying to accomplish. <laughs> right, right. And I think, I think that goes back to a coaching thing, right? You have yeah. to coach your product owners. Don't tell me how to do it. You don't want me to, you don't want to tell me how to make sausage. I'm the one who's making the sausage. I get to decide how we do it. No, that I you want sausage is your job. There was, there was one group of people on the marketing side that we worked with where they wanted to write their stories. And what I recommended to them is write the first part and the third part of the story, but not the middle part. Because the middle part, they kept getting bound up. It's, it, mm. um, so when I automated a bed and breakfast at one point, because all they ever used was a spreadsheet for tracking everything, I said what they'd want is a better spreadsheet, right? They didn't understand how the software could potentially help them in so many different ways, double checking the work that they did and everything else. So I didn't, uh, I didn't go and ask them, you know, what kind of spreadsheet do you want? What I said is what wastes your time every day? And it was from that I was able to design something that wouldn't deliver, let them get in that state. It's a similar kind of a, a situation here, right? Well, and this is this is where the obligatory quote from Henry Ford comes in, which is if, if we let the customer dictate everything we build, they get faster horses. Okay, so we're at a place. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Or do you think we've we've beat this horse, turned it into glue, put it on envelopes, and we're ready to go? I think we got the faster horse, as previously mentioned, and then beat it to death. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and envelopes. With an aircraft carrier. And <laughs> just a 116th scale model, not a real thing. <laughs> All right, well, that's the end of this iteration. I'm Brent. I'm Patrick. I'm Justin. I'm Mark Groban. I'd like to uh, add, uh, this is my last podcast. I am moving on. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for uh, listening in the audience. Um, I'll say that there have been podcasts where I've gotten partway into a discussion with people and had a realization that further refined my understanding of it. So it's been super useful to me. And I've had a lot of fun doing it. I hope you've learned something. And if you haven't learned something, I hope you've at least uh, been entertained. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. You can always contact me if you'd like. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Until the next iteration, you can give us a rating at your podcast provider. Shoot us an email at info at faster than a standup.com, or you can find us on Twitter at faster standup. Thanks for listening. And that was faster than a standup. Thanks.